0: This is the Christian Circle Podcast, and you're listening to Pamela Fernandez, where we have conversations about Christian living. Here's the show.
1: Well, first, uh, Pamela, let me thank you for your kind invitation to (laughs) join with you today on this podcast. My name is Gordon Gross. Okay. G R O S E. And uh, I'm a pastor, a counselor, and now recently an author. I pastored three congregations over a period of 25 years, different uh, places in the United States. Okay. I did counseling with. Western Psychological and Counseling Services mm-hmm. in Portland, Oregon, where my home is for about 11 years. And I'm now counseling on a volunteer basis at a place called Community, which offers uh, counseling without a fee. And the whole ministry is supported through donations. By the way, this is a worldwide ministry, mm-hmm. locations in 23 nations and 18 in Africa. Uh, two years ago, I published my book, the first one I've written, mm-hmm. uh, on the subject of recovering from tragedy based on the book of Job in the Bible. I've been married 57 years as of wow. next month okay. by night. Okay. We have four children, three gra- eight grandchildren,
0: okay.
1: two great-grandchildren, and one great-coming.
0: So you've actually had a very uh, long career in uh, counseling. You've also experienced lots of people with tragedies and things like that, right? You, you've met these people. You've seen this happen.
1: Well, in pastoring, uh, you certainly see it all the time. Yeah. There's uh, constant uh, funerals mm-hmm. as there are weddings yes. and uh, births of uh, new babies and so forth. So yeah. you get a, an experience of uh, ministering to people in deep grief. And as a pastor, you have a great privilege of being essentially in the the front lines, seeing firsthand how people respond and working with them to bring about comfort and resolution and trust in in God in spite of the loss which they are experiencing.
0: But do you think that there are some people who... um you know, are better equipped for tragedy? I mean, is there a way that somebody can be better prepared for tragedy? Or it's just that when it hits us, that's the time you, you, you come up with, with whatever defense or coping mechanism you have?
1: Uh, that's a good question. One of the things I struggled with in the book, and I noticed that a very well-known author, Timothy Keller, struggled mm-hmm. with it as well in mm-hmm. his book okay. on uh, walking with God through uh, pain and suffering,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and that is denial. The subject of death, of grief, of loss, is something we prefer not to think about. Yeah, yeah. It's not easy to promote something to get people to face when Mm. they don't want to. Yeah. And the reason, of course, is because it's very painful. Yeah, yeah. So. people, including me, I, I have things to do in preparation for uh, after my death uh, with the funeral service suggestions that I want to make and uh, with the grave that, uh, well, I have taken care of uh, one issue, mm-hmm. but it's something which I delay and it's in my my box, but I, I never get to it <laughs> uh, because it's something that it's uh, easy to uh, put off. And, yeah, yeah. There's a French author, I think it's Michel de Montaigne, Uh uh, who wrote a book called "Diverti," and uh, it's the French word for diversions. Okay. And uh, in life, we we use a lot of diversions. We are heavy into sports.
2: Yeah.
1: We are heavy into entertainment and movies and television, and everything helps us pass the time. Yeah. And diverts us from some of the real issues Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that face us, such as health and illness and death. Mm
2: -hmm. We don't even
1: talk the word death anymore today. If you if you notice, we always say passed away.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And one of the things I'm going to instruct my pastor Mm -hmm. is to please indicate to the congregation that Gordon has died. (laughs) <laughs> that he has not simply passed on or passed away, yeah. but that he is actually dead. And I feel quite strongly about that. I I, uh, I, I worked with people to help them face
2: mm-hmm. their
1: suffering and face their death with God's strength.
2: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I
1: find that is the best way to help people. I think the biggest lesson that I learned about that was from the book of Job, about which I wrote. Yeah. Um, if, if you recall the story, Job was a uh, a magnificent success. Yes, and yes. He had he had enterprises uh, in every direction,
2: yeah.
1: large family.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: One day he lost it all.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Well, what was it he had to learn? He had to learn, which he didn't until the end of the book, mm-hmm. that there are some things in life over which we have no control.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: And uh, they're truly tragic.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, We can think of natural disasters that come upon us, earthquakes Mm -hmm. and uh, tornadoes and uh, floods. Mm -hmm. And people have done nothing wrong, but they have to suffer and they have to go through this. There are times when we don't have control over our own lives. And um, it's something that that is very difficult to live with, but if people can get their um, mind and heart around the fact that control that is a lot, I can't.
2: Yeah.
1: That's, I think, about the best they can do. Okay. Ahead, so that when, when it happens and they realize, oh, that's right, I, I remember now somewhere somebody told me that you can't control
0: Everything. Explain to people how do you go about transforming a tragedy in your life, especially when you're so upset, you're broken down and you know, you can't see the light ahead of you. You can't see God's grace, nothing. So how do you transform that tragedy in your life?
1: There are some things that we can do, some practical things we can do uh, to prepare ourselves. Okay. Uh, And then I'll answer the idea of transforming. Um, For one thing, attend funerals. Somebody Somebody in your life dies. Go to their memorial service. Yeah. Go to their funeral. Go to the um, to the visiting hours if, if there's visiting of the body.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, this is something which uh, which we tend to avoid. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Uh, we we console ourselves with uh, uh, I want to remember them as they were.
2: Yeah. Uh-huh. And I don't
1: want I don't want to see them dead. But yeah. we have um, again. I I grew up in my early. Days in ministry, Mm -hmm. which uh, I performed and attended many funerals. Yeah. They were, they were dead. They were in a casket in front of the church. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it, it is painful.
2: Yeah.
1: But, um, that is something that a person can do because Mm -hmm. it's the part of life. Yeah. Visit the dying. You, you know, somebody is critically ill. Mm -hmm. Go to them in the hospital. Mm -hmm. Visit them at home. Kubler Ross wrote a very important book on death and dying in yeah. the 60s or 70s, and she says this: when we when we care for the dying, mm-hmm. they give us a gift. And the gift is the ability to accept your own death. Yeah. So visit the dying and the critically ill, okay. uh, listening to others' pain.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: is something that we can do, too. Yeah. Ordinarily, we want to change the subject.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Somebody starts to choke up and, and uh, grieve over the loss of a loved one, and we, we want to cheer them up. Instead, what we can do is learn to listen to their pain and say, honey, just uh, talk to me, and I'm I'm just going to sit here and listen. Yeah. Um, you don't have to have any other loved one from the dead. Yeah in order to comfort them, to, to help them, mm-hmm. you, you do need to show that you care and that uh, you understand what they're going through at least. Yeah. A bit. So those are some things that we can do
2: mm-hmm.
1: to uh, prepare uh, for our own tragedies when, yeah. when we'll be dependent on other people to come and support us. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned about transforming tragedies. Yeah. Tragedy usually... Uh, Leaves us different than when we began the, the yeah. experience.
2: Yeah.
1: Some people uh, go down into bitterness mm-hmm. because of the, of what's happened, and mm-hmm. some people blame God. It's a major yeah. source of atheism.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: If uh, God can allow children
2: yeah. uh,
1: to die of cancer, I can't believe in that kind of a God. Yeah. So they become very bitter and irreligious and reject. A God who's, uh, who's worshiped uh, in spite mm-hmm. of the suffering that people go through.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, <clears throat> on the other hand, a lot of people, after they go through, are transformed into a greater tr- trust in God. And, uh, Job was bitter for much of his book.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: and the anger, the anger is, uh, is palpable.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, he is just. Child- uh, inconsolable, mm-hmm. and the friends try and they try to reason with him, and yeah. nothing, nothing works.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, I think I think Job is a good example of transformation because mm-hmm. he comes to a new perspective on life. Mm-hmm. I, I mentioned earlier the uh, struggle with control over life, and this was the import of, of the Lord's message to Job yeah. at the end of the book, in which he confronts him with with nature, with uh, Mm -hmm. with the clouds, with the rain, with the ice and snow, and over which we have no control.
2: Control,
1: He confronts Job with the animals who who give birth and who die, and they are not in man's purview. They are completely apart from human beings. They have nothing to do with the city uh, in which we live, and yet they live and they die. Uh, learning that perspective, you know, we we are uh, divinely created, but mm-hmm. we're also human and part of the natural world as well. And then, of course, there were the two huge chaos monsters over which Job has and human beings have no control: the mm-hmm. Behemoth and the Leviathan. Reading Job and with understanding can can help to uh, transform. Us through perspective, that okay. we, we begin to see our frailty, okay. recog- accept it, and, and gain perspective. Reading mm-hmm. the lives of godly people can mm-hmm. be a help to transform our own suffering. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bible characters who endured great uh, difficulties yeah. and overcame them, faced difficult circumstances mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. with a positive attitude that they had to learn, and be positive mo- models for us. Mm-hmm. And then I would say social support. Okay. We need people. We we cannot go through a, a tragedy on our own without yeah. people to talk to, to listen to us, mm-hmm. people who understand, who care about us. Mm-hmm. And um, this is the matter of fact Jobs' experience because he had three friends,
2: friends who, yeah, who
1: who didn't understand him,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but who never left him, yeah. And, and so uh, he was able to find them at the beginning, and yet they were there at the end mm-hmm. as well, as was his wife. So he had uh, social support to go through uh, all of the ups and downs of his uh, complaints
2: mm-hmm. for chapter
1: after chapter.
2: Okay.
1: And uh, so I think social support is quite important. Um, okay. Friends, family, mm-hmm. church. Yeah small
2: groups,
1: um, neighbors, Mm -hmm. Um, we have to learn to live with a new normal. The person is gone, or we've lost our home, I've lost my job.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: And so it takes time, and it takes uh, support from others, and it may take some personal growth Mm -hmm. inside as well. We are social creatures. I've been noticing how how much uh, horses are social creatures, and uh, they they kind of uh, graze together. If you notice, we got a five or six horses, and we have some not too far from where I live. See them, uh, and they want to keep an eye on each other, and they they feel comfortable being close with one another.
0: And uh, I think this is really important because today in today's world, people have just isolated themselves. In the sense, they're with their social media or they're with Facebook or they're with Twitter, but they have no real, um, you know, connections. So a lot of people are depressed. A lot of people are dealing with their own tragedies, but they're not seeking uh, the comfort of their churches or the social support. So I think social support is really something that um, that people should should look at more carefully.
1: That's a very good point. Uh, I I walked in the mall a few months ago Mm -hmm. and... uh, this young man and this young woman were holding hands and was on his cell phone him. <laughs> so, that really struck me as a very anomalous she was uh, focused elsewhere.
0: As we talk about this transformation, are there any steps to doing this transformation? Let's say somebody's going through something really difficult. What are the, the steps that can take them through this transformation of their tragedy?
1: Overcoming negative emotions Mm -hmm. is important. Um, And uh, if you notice in my book, uh, I identify Job's depression in chapter 3. He wants to die. He's very angry with God. He goes through anger. He goes through fear. He has five major images of God as hostile to him.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: The arrows of the Almighty are in me. Uh, My spirit drinks their poison. He he sees (laughs) God as an archer. Yeah. Uh, and uh, his uh, body is pierced with uh, poisoned arrows, and mm-hmm. his life is uh, seeping out. Mm-hmm. So he has to go through all of these uh, very, very negative and painful emotions, and finally he gets to grief. He doesn't grieve until until chapter 29.
2: Yeah.
1: And That's over half the book. Yeah. Chapter 42 chapters,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and 28 divides the book in two. Mm-hmm. He doesn't begin to grieve, and very often that's true with people. They feel angry. If you if uh, you notice, some people will sue the doctor because uh, operated the doctor operated on their loved one, and the loved one didn't so survive. They blame the doctor, and it's easier to get angry and focus your all of your energy on the anger toward a specific person than actually to simply grieve and let go. Mm-hmm. Realize that your loved one has died. Could have ever done anything to change the outcome. The grief is very difficult, but sometimes it comes later rather than right away. Mm -hmm. And of course, all of these feelings can be mixed up, so there's not a clear path, uh, step by step. I heard uh, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross discuss discuss her uh, so-called steps toward toward grief, yeah, uh, yeah. grief and. And she says, there's no such thing. Publishers required me to put my ideas into, into some form which they could publish. Mm-hmm. But anger and denial and uh, acceptance um, and, and depression are not something you, you go from one to the other and never, never go back. It, there, she said that herself. Uh, Overcoming negative emotions, walking through the pain and not avoiding it is important in in transformation. Maintaining social support. People can't do anything and yet they're very important. There's been many times when I have sat with a a person who lost their husband as pastor Mm -hmm. and uh, they poured out their heart at at the the funeral home or Mm -hmm. at their own home and after an hour of non-stop grieving, um, I have felt totally helpless. And what am I going to do to help this person? Yeah. And they say, thank you so much. I don't know what I would have done without you. Mm-hmm. So I've helped them yeah. by listening, caring, and sitting with them yeah. for a prolonged period of time and hearing all the pain, everything they can think of that's, that's so painful. That takes a little, little practice and a little training on okay. my part. Okay. Um, but it's worth it to um, to offer that kind of listening gear if you are a person that has some empathy naturally, mm-hmm. uh, set aside the time and uh, let people pour out their heart. Mm-hmm. Maintaining a spiritual life, I think, is, is important as yeah. a foundation
2: yeah.
1: to a transformation. It's an important step because it gives you some stability if you... Recall in my book, there's a uh, passage from Boethius, which was uh, someone who lived uh, many centuries ago, Mm -hmm. and uh, tried to deal with suffering. The the people at that time were dealing with slavery. Mm -hmm. Every each culture would uh, uh, attack and control, and eventually enslave the next culture. uh, Death, plague, and and he wrote this book in order Mm -hmm. to bring comfort to. Uh, the, the Christians, and he likens life to a big wheel, mm-hmm. and at the center is God, mm-hmm. and the uh, closer we get to the center of the wheel, to mm-hmm. the hub, mm-hmm. the less change there is, the, the less circular ups and downs of okay. life. So, maintaining a healthy spiritual life is an important buttress against the vicissitudes of life. Personal discipline in the word, church, small Mm -hmm. group.
0: Do you think people who have a spiritual life uh, do better than people who do not
1: Well, I think so. That's kind of uh, my my own opinion. I certainly think that social support, you know, people who... Who go to church mm-hmm. also receive a lot of social support. Yeah, yeah. They've, they've got a Bible study, yeah. they've got a prayer group, uh, they've got a pastor, they've got elders uh, yeah. when they learn uh, will come and support. So the spiritual life leads to a lot of just plain human contact and, mm-hmm. and support at a time of
0: crisis. Also, I wanted to ask, because uh, when I read your book, uh, I was wondering why you picked Job. I mean, there are lots of people who've gone through plenty in the Bible. You've got Paul, you've got Peter, you've got uh, Stephen, and uh, you've got Jesus himself. But why did you pick Job, of all the people that you could pick as an example of dealing with tragedy? Why did you pick him?
1: Well, I've had a lifelong love for the book of Job in 1960. in '61, I took a course at uh, a Jewish university, Brandeis, in uh, Waltham, Massachusetts, and it just turned me on to the Book of Job. I just got so excited, especially reading it for myself.
2: Okay.
1: I just got so excited. Well, it just lay dormant for many decades
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, until I, uh, I I got a little encouragement from a friend. Mm-hmm. I gave a, a workshop on the Book of Job in his church, and mm-hmm. a pastor friend said, you need to write a book. Uh, on Joe, mm-hmm. I said no, 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 no. no, no <laughs> I never do that. Uh, anyway, it, one thing led to another, and I retired from my uh, counseling mm-hmm. uh, ministry at Western in order to write. Okay. And by the way, the book took me twelve years.
2: Oh,
1: okay. So from nineteen, from two thousand three to two thousand fifteen, mm-hmm. uh, I was engaged. Uh, five days a week, three hours a day in the library, uh, putting this together. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had a lifelong love for the book of Job. It's a difficult book, and I I wanted to make the book understandable to modern readers today. The structure is complicated. We have three friends. (laughs) Each of them give a speech. (laughs) Job responds after each speech. And then they do this three times. Uh, So it's very complicated and it's so easy to get lost. Each of the friends has a different perspective on Mm -hmm. Job's suffering, although they share the one one assumption that he's done something wrong, but they they also approach it in a different way. The tone of the book is very argumentative. and People don't like to read something in which is just, uh, they talk past each other and angry. <laughs> For all those reasons, people today, I think, just avoid the book of Job. They read a the little bit at the beginning and the end. I wanted to make the whole book understandable. It's it's much less well-known than, say, Jesus or Paul or Peter, mm-hmm. and uh, yet there's 42 chapters mm-hmm. to the book of Job. So wow. that's a sizable amount of material yeah. that, uh, that, to me, needs, needs dealing with. And then, uh, two, it has such a powerful compelling life story Mm -hmm. story in this case loss some compelling drama uh, this conflict with god will he or won't he is the big question in the book of Job: will he curse god and die like his wife wanted and like the satan said he would predicted Mm -hmm. he would if you take it all away from him Mm -hmm. uh he'll curse you to your face well does he or doesn't he and the Mm -hmm. book is has Job on the edge all the time. Yeah. He is just so close uh, to, uh, to doing that, and yet he never does. Mm-hmm. And finally, there's a compelling experience of God mm-hmm. uh, in which he, he unexpectedly meets God and God designs yeah. uh, to confront him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he had tried every, every trick, every means possible to bring mm-hmm. God to face-to-face with him mm-hmm. and, and to no avail.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And when he gives up, then God speaks and isn't that the way that uh, god worked yeah us? well we try human efforts to manipulate other people to live, yeah. manipulate circumstances mm-hmm. to control our life and nothing works mm-hmm. and when we give up and yield and mm-hmm. surrender then God moves in a powerful way in our life so those are those are the reasons that um it was a very personal choice on my part because basically because I've had this lifelong love since 1960-61 mm-hmm. for the book of Job.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, would you have any names of books that people could also read if they want to do an additional commentary or study the book of Job?
1: Let's see. Um, There's a book by Habel, H-A-B-E-L, okay. in the Old Testament Library series. It's very scholarly, okay. but it's also very stimulating. 1984. Uh, that's a one-volume book. Okay. There's another one by uh, Wilson. It's a little bit uh, more popular. Uh, it's a major commentary. Gerald Wilson, New International Commentary,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, is based on the new uh, New International uh, version of the Bible. That uh, that would be good. It was Hobbles' uh, book that i read later that just turned me on to the book as well and, and reawakened my love. For the Book of Job, there's a three-volume book, by, a series of books by uh, David Klein's, uh which is, which is, as you can imagine, very technical. Uh, mm-hmm. as hobble is as well. And then the other book that um, that affected me and, and uh, stimulated me was a book by a Jack Kahn, K-A-H-N.
2: Mm-hmm. He wrote
1: the book Job's Illness: okay. Loss, Grief, and Integration: A Psychological Interpretation. That's the book that gave me the idea of a progression or a transformation, a change mm-hmm. in Job. Mm-hmm. Usually we look at the book as kind of a without without seeing Job's movement mm-hmm. through all of it. Uh, I'll, I'll give you one good, good example. At the beginning uh, of Job's talking with his friends,
2: mm-hmm.
1: he talks about he, meaning God. Yes. He, he, he's the he. Say around, I think it is chapter 9, okay. he changed the person, uh, grammatically, from he to you.
2: Mm,
1: yeah. Now, he, some people have interpreted these as prayers.
2: Well, mm. um,
1: they're not really prayers in the, in the typical sense. They yeah. are addressed to God, but the same anger is there, and it, yeah. it, they're not worship. Anyway, that gives you an idea that Job is not static. Mm-hmm. Uh, that the process of talking with the friends
2: mm-hmm.
1: brings about changes within him mm-hmm. and leads him through these uh, these kind of negative stages, which I mentioned. So those are the major books I, I would uh,
0: recommend. Tell us a little bit about your own book, because I read the, the book, and there's so much of personal stuff in it. You know, your own personal experiences, your own personal tragedies. So uh, tell us a little bit about your book, where people can find you, if they want to contact you, what do they do?
1: I had a personal motive as well in all of this uh, writing. And that is my son and daughter-in-law have been mm-hmm. living with chronic illness for over 30 years.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's been very tragic. They were they're both highly talented people mm-hmm. uh, musically. They were both uh, graduates of uh, the uh, Wheaton Conservatory of Music mm-hmm. in Wheaton, in Illinois, mm-hmm. Wheaton College. And, uh, and yet have been, as far as life is concerned, on the shelf. So I begin the book with the first experience of being confronted with, uh, our daughter-in-law's illness, which changed uh, our son's life and changed our lives as well. So there's a personal, uh, personal motive for wanting to get their names, uh, In in their story Mm -hmm. into into people's minds, and and so that they not be forgotten, and that their their lives mean something. Julie's father has also written a book about them, Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, so we've we've been able to uh, devote uh, our our time to helping to people be aware of -hmm. their lives and their and their witness for Christ uh, during this. during this time, yeah, yeah it's uh, available on uh, Amazon.com in both uh, paper and in uh, ebook,
2: e-book. Okay. form.
1: I have uh, a website, TragedyTransformed.com, which is uh, I have a blog that I write for regularly, www.gordongross. That's my name, dot com and um, I deal with Subjects related to the book of Job
2: mm-hmm. and related
1: to hope, addiction, recovery, hope in death and dying,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and hope in mental illness. I'm on Google Plus, okay. Gordon Gross, I'm on Facebook. Uh,
0: any last words that you have for people who are dealing with tragedies?
1: Share that When I wanted to write the book, I I wrote it in a way which lays out the story of Job according to how we experience life. And I made it in a way that uh, people can grasp because we go through these experiences and and, uh, stages. It's not exactly the way the book of Job itself
2: Mm -hmm. is laid out. So
1: it, it should appeal to people. Uh, chapters begin with a story of somebody I interviewed, a number of people with different experiences I have a story about a a lady in chapter 8 who lost her husband suddenly uh, through an automobile accident, he fell asleep at the wheel, I have a story in chapter 6 I think it is of a former client
2: Mm
1: -hmm. a mental health client who was very, very disturbed Mm -hmm. and gave me permission Mm -hmm. to write his story in my book, Mm -hmm. and when I Preached my launch sermon at my home church. I called and invited him, Mm -hmm. and he was there. So that was very exciting, but that deals with mental illness. I have a story of a man who went through depression Mm -hmm. after he lost his wife, and he lost his job the same year. He wanted to die. He tried to. He planned it. He he rehearsed it. And uh, what happened to him? I have natural disaster, Mm -hmm. Uh, and I have my own son and daughter-in-law's story as well at the beginning of it. Each story begins, each chapter begins with a story of someone I interviewed mm-hmm. and then ends with self-help suggestions, okay. how you can work through uh, these painful experiences. And in the middle, of course, I deal with Job and his similar an experience. life experience. And I hope that the book will be a handbook of healing to help them navigate. back. I would hope it would even accelerate mm-hmm. their healing,
2: mm-hmm.
1: their recovery, yeah and they're uh, coming out the other side of the grief. Yeah. Uh, so I'm hopeful that the book will have a, a healing effect on people and uh, bring them hope, and encouragement, uh, bring them closer to a personal experience with God if they don't already have it. And if yeah. they do, it'll draw them closer even so.
0: So thank you so much, Gordon, for you know spending time and talking about this. I, I welcome the response of people
1: uh, as yeah. they uh, hear me and as they perhaps... Uh, Are motivated to read the book for themselves. Yeah. Thank you.